Good morning. Good afternoon. How's everybody doing on this fine Wednesday, September the 14th, 2022? Welcome to my new Wednesday show. It's going to be similar but different to my Monday show where we're going to cover some of the news and some of the stuff that I post on my social media that I know you guys are probably looking into that people send me from all over. And I want to thank all the amazing people that follow me over on my telegram who, uh, first of all, on my telegram, I got to thank my, my mods, the people that help me moderate that channel. Uh, you guys are doing a great job keeping all the trolls and the bots and the spam out of there. Thank you so much. Um, really great people on that channel from day one that have been following me, sending me information. Um, and I also got people texting me stuff. So we're going to go through basically my morning. We're going to do it together on these Wednesday morning shows. And it's morning because I'm on Pacific time. So if you're Eastern, it's probably around noon. And wherever else you are in the world, Europe, it's a little earlier. See, I told you I would do your solid. Usually it's a little late for you guys. So this Wednesday morning show will hopefully let you guys tune into the live. Let me say hello, everybody in the chat. We are rocking and rolling on DLive. Morning Flower is here saying I'm here. Welcome. Uh, Rockfin, Rumble, Foxhole. How's it going, Foxhole? Mist in Hemp on the Foxhole. I hope you're having an excellent day. I hope you're having an excellent day. Let's have an excellent day, even though so much crazy stuff is going on. Let's choose to have a good attitude, okay? Keep it upbeat. And let's just uh, let's look at some of these things that are going on. We're going to try to keep it light, crack some jokes. Uh, we got to keep the spirit light as we move through the darkness. Huh? And um, you have to mock tyrants. And you have to mock evil and kind of make fun of it. So that's what we're going to do today. All right. So first article, we're going to jump right into this. First article on deck. That's very interesting. So... Um, so for those that don't know, I live in Canada, I live in British Columbia and Western University. Um, it's not located in BC. Uh, it's Ontario. Western University is one of the universities that insists on continuing to play pandemic and play medical technocratic Gestapo by forcing all of the staff and all of the students to comply with these ridiculous, unlawful, immoral, unscientific mandates and edicts that come from the medical technocracy that is currently running Canada and the world. Although it's funny how the rest of the world is starting to move on due to public pressure. I think they're going to switch it up to where they're going to keep the climate change fear going. They're going to come up with something to keep you afraid so that you hand over all your resources and your sovereignty. But Canada is the only place that's still doing this. We still have this arrive camp nonsense bullshit um, where people are still being harassed at the border and told that they have to show their digital papers and uh, check their vaccination status and reveal their private medical information. Um, we still have universities like Western, although a lot of other universities in Canada are not forcing their students to show that they've had two, three, four, five, ten 10 jabs. I don't know what we're up to right now. What are we up to right now? What is the current jab requirements? Max Anon. What's up, Max Anon? Good to see you. What's up? Heck yeah. 
Heck yeah, I'm on. I'm on. It's Wednesdays. We're going to have, what do we call this? It's got to have a W in it. Got to have a good ring to it. You guys got to help me market this. How? What's, what should I do? I got to have like a, a thing. I should probably get some music involved in this. I just kind of whipped this together. I woke up. I kind of stayed up late last night. So I kind of woke up. I'm like, oh my God, I got the Wednesday morning show. So I just kind of jammed this together. I actually started a little bit later than I was hoping. So Wednesdays will be 9, 9.30. If you want to know when I go live, go follow my Telegram channel, t.me forward slash dwtruthwire. It's my favorite place to hang out with my favorite people so far. Maybe one day I'll get on Truth Social. I don't know. I live in Canada. I don't know if they allow such things. Um, and I'm also on Twitter. Twitter is where I troll the mainstream news and the blue checkmark people. Um, and we'll go through some of that. It's also a good place to pick up breaking news before the news even reports it. Um, but yeah, Telegram is usually where I'm going to alert you guys on all the shows and, and where things are going to be. So just so we have all that done. Wonderful Wednesday. Yes, Miss Missenhemt. Am I saying that right, Missenhemt? Wonderful Wednesdays. Wonderful Wednesdays with Truth Warrior. We could do that. It is wonderful. We can make anything wonderful if we try. Um, all right. First article. I want to shout out my buddy, Sean. I don't know if he's watching. He's probably at work sneaking in your butt in. Ooh, listening to the conspiracy theories at work. But he sent me this article about Western University. The resistance has begun. Let's pull it up. So here it is. It's reported by Global Government News. Western University Staff Association is challenging institutions' COVID-19 policies. Hell yes. And they should be challenged at every turn, in every, every place possible. We're in the trenches. We're in the air. We're on the ground. We're in the tunnels. We will resist this ridiculous, nonsensical tyranny. The article says that wasn't in the article. Global News would never write that, okay? Um, so the article says, as classes head for their first full week back to school, the University of Western Ontario Staff Association said it's challenging the university's updated COVID-19 vaccine policy. So this is like an official staff association. Even the staff have had enough of this. UWOSA continues to support vaccination as blah, blah, blah. However, as public health restrictions have lifted across the country, including Ontario, it is important to take a closer review of Western's vaccine policy and how it applies specifically to UWOSA members. That's a very long acronym. Uh, August 20, on August 22nd, Western introduced its updated COVID-19 policy, which includes the requirement that all attendees have received at least one booster shot. If you don't get the boost, you get the boot. The controversial decision on top of requiring mandatory masking. Oh my God. Are you still doing this shit with the masks? I think people really love it. There, there's, there's people out there that just, they love that thing. Masking in classrooms prompted mixed reactions from students while the union representing the institution's faculty association praised the move. Of course the union, did. do unions do what unions used to do anymore? They're just, they're all paid off and infiltrated by Masons, I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> or someone. Because isn't a union supposed to be there to defend the rights of the workers? And why are they the ones going, yes, make it mandatory. We need more rules. 
more rules, more rules. We want the illusion of security. The association said that the policy was implementing dis implemented despite the provincial government eliminating the mandatory vaccine passport program as well as the masking requirement in most settings across Ontario. It's a good point. I don't care where you stand. The entire province, Doug Ford, got distracted by the cheesecake. He's after that now. He's doing something else. He doesn't care. Did you see the clip a couple months, a month ago when he swallowed the bee? That was really interesting. That was kind of funny. But anyways, they dropped all the mandates in Ontario, and yet the university's like, we, we are the elite intelligentsia, and we will decide for you what is appropriate. So on these grounds, all the other rules be damned. You will wear your mask, you will comply, and you will show us and prove to us that you've been injected with this biological weapon that we call a vaccine, but isn't a vaccine. Um, additionally, the group highlighted that other post-secondary institutions have dropped their vaccination requirements, including Fanshawe College. Shout out to Fanshawe College. Good job, guys, for not bending the knee to the woke COVID mob. With notable exception of some requiring vaccination and boosters for students living in the residence. Ahead of Western's timeline to submit current proof of vaccination, the Ontario Science Advisory Table was dissolved on September the 6th to everybody's loud applause that it was ended, this Ontario Science Advisory Table, which was horrendous during the pandemic. Given the current state of the pandemic, there are arguably less intrusive means to keep employees safe at work and to enable Western to meet its statutory obligations under the Occupational Health and Safety Act, the statement said. So basically, we have other ways of keeping you safe from the boogeyman. The union has repeatedly raised concerns, or not the union, is it the union? Yeah, UWOSA has repeatedly raised concerns to Western that the policy does not strike a reasonable balance between an employer's interest in privacy, bodily integrity, and Western's interest in maintaining the health and safety of its workplace. I wonder if Western University was one of those my body, my choice places. I wonder what the faculty thought about the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Did they freak out about that and go, no, it's a woman's right to choose. I wonder, I just wonder, because that's a major glaring contradiction when it comes to all this COVID shit. One day after Western announced its updated COVID-19 policy, UWSA said that it reached out to members to solicit their feedback. We have also sought multiple opinions from our legal team regarding the reasonableness and enforceability of the amended vaccination policy. The association has since filed a policy grievance over the university's amended COVID-19 vaccination policy. What lawyer in this country is still looking at this pandemic act, what do they call it, the quarantine act or something? that they're using every time you go to the airport and you're like, hey, on my passport, it says I can come in and out of the country without being detained. And what about protecting my bodily autonomy? And what about the Nuremberg Code and all that? And they go, no, nope, it's under the Quarantine Act. You got to follow it. It somehow supersedes the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, even though that violates Section 52 of our Constitution Act, which states that the Charter... It's the highest law of the land. So what they're doing, guys, is they're interpreting the law. They're interpreting it and saying, no, no, no. It actually doesn't protect your bodily autonomy. I don't know. I, I want to talk to some of these lawyers to be like, where are you guys? Why wouldn't you be like, yeah, this is a total violation of 
your 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 charter rights especially when it's a university imposed it on their staff and the students that pay them for an education most likely a woke education but that's another one so anyways they're continuing to fight it's a matter of litigation so maybe they're going to litigation I love how they're like, it's a grievance. We have a grievance to file. It's more than a grievance, okay? Did you see the trucker convoy? I don't know. That was more than a grievance. It was the most peacefully protested grievance of all time. Um, so yeah, that's just good to see. I just wanted to show you that. Thanks to Sean for popping that into my DMs. Oh, by the way, I've been calling... What is it? Is it private messaging or direct messaging? Because when I say PMs, I say... Because for just so you guys know, I don't direct message or private message on my Telegram channel. Anybody that is contacting you on Telegram, telling you that they're me with my face and all that and going, hey, what's up? I'm just reaching out to all my Patriot friends. And they try to sell you crypto or get you on something or whatever. It's all bullshit. I don't direct message or private message. So I was just thinking, I've been saying on my Telegram, I don't PM, I don't PM, I don't PM. And I don't know if people understood it because they're like, no, it's DM. Well, what's the difference? Private message, direct message? We're going to use both. But yeah, just so you guys know, if you're on my Telegram, I am not private messaging you, trying to sell you stuff. Somebody is acting as an imposter. They have stolen my good name and they are wrecking it. And they are relentless about it. My wife got messaged by one of these bastards and she just plays with them. So to all you bastards out there messaging people, pretending to be me trying to sell shit, probably working in those those big social media farms. I have a whole army of people that are going to eternally mess with you. So, and they're getting good at it. And people are doing a competition amongst each other to see who can keep you strung along the longest. So guys, if you get a good one going, screenshot it and post it on my telegram. Okay. Let's get rid of these guys. Everybody's having trouble with this. They've sent out the hordes. The orc armies are out all over the internet trying to besmirch the good name of truthers and patriots um all right what's the next one grabs lunch grabs after lunch coffee <laughs> i'm just catching up on some of these random comments yeah there's scammers everybody scammers everywhere okay metaphor m on foxhole says dw truth where both dm and pm are the same okay so i've got the official statement there if i say dm or i see pm i'm talking about the same thing okay telegram is getting bad for that one of the main reasons i quit the platform yeah i know i've wanted to quit the platform but the thing is metaphor m i have so many amazing people on there that i and i, and I have a good channel and i finally built it up past eleven thousand follows it took me a long time and uh I like the platform for the way I can easily share video clips. There's there's pros and cons to everything, right? I wish it was all perfectly encapsulated in one platform, but yeah, just block them and report them. Can we block and report and delete our politicians? Is that possible? That would be nice. We could do that. We could have a function that when you get elected, everybody that hates what you're doing can just block and delete and report you. And then if you get enough, you're out. Like that would be nice. Okay, uh, moving into some more news. That's the news of the day. We got the Epic Times, and I just had to sign up to their email list in order to read this to you. So, um, unethical 
and up to 80 or no, up to 98 times worse than the disease. Top scientists publish paradigm shifting study about COVID-19 booster for young adults. Guys, we need paradigm shifting studies about specific aspects of the COVID scam in order to wake people up. It's just the way it is. So it's good. We collect these. Um, and so let's, let's take a look at what this new study is showing. A team of nine experts from Harvard, John Hopkins, and other top universities has published paradigm-shifting research about the efficacy and safety of the COVID-19 vaccines and why mandating vaccines for college students is unethical. So take that, Western University. The science has spoken, and it's not in your favor. And guys, I know you're like, oh, Dave, we all know it's all just a big scam. Yes, but these are the types of articles and studies that you have to have ready in your revolver at any time so that when someone comes out and goes, trust the science, you just go, there's the science, your own science. I like turning their own science against them. Okay. That's just, that's how I like to do it. It's very effective. So here's the paper. Oh my God, with the cookies. Fine. COVID-19 vaccine boosters for young adults, a risk-benefit assessment, and five ethical arguments against mandates at universities. So it's a study showing the risk-benefit boosters for young adults, which we know is horrific. And we know that whatever this COVID thing was, most likely the flu, uh, or some kind of, they tried to engineer another flu, and it wasn't really that impressive, you know, compared to what maybe they were trying to achieve. Who knows? But whatever it was, young adults like had no problem with this in comparison to other illnesses. Okay. And so why people are vaccinating them is beyond me. Uh, but regardless, we still need to keep bringing out the science. So these are all the authors. Quick little abstract. And by the way, I'll just go through a little bit of the abstract so you know what the study's about, but always go to the study and read beyond the abstract, especially if you're a doctor or a scientist. Okay, guys, come on. You got to pick up your game. Students at North American universities risk disenrollment due to the third dose of COVID-19 vaccine mandates. We present in this study a risk-benefit assessment of boosters in the age group and provide five ethical arguments against mandates. I could give you one ethical argument against mandates, and that is my body, my choice. You can't force me to take an experimental drug. You can't force me to take any drug. You can't force, even if it was a drug that was made out of leprechaun tears mixed with rainbow dust, I well, definitely don't want that one, but I don't have to take it, okay? If they mandated vitamin C shots, I would still be like, you can't force me to take vitamin C if I don't want it. You can't make me do something against my will. That's the ethical argument. We estimate, they say, that 22,000 to 30,000 previously uninfected adults aged 18 to 29 must be boosted with an mRNA vaccine to present, prevent hospitalization. They go on adverse data. We've had the booster mandates may cause a net harm per COVID hospitalization prevented in previously uninfected young adults. We anticipate 18 to 98 serious adverse events, including 1.7 to 3.33% booster associated myocarditis cases in males. So they're already starting to admit myocarditis. And it's obviously very conservative numbers that they're using because if they ever 
publish the real numbers, the paper would never see the light of day. Just keep that in mind. And then they go through five basic arguments. University booster mandates are unethical because one, no formal risk benefit assessment exists for this age group. Oh, that is a really important point to bring up to all your normie friends who believe this stuff. There's been no risk assessment. In fact, and, and they're saying for the age group, there's been no risk assessment for any category of people. There was no risk assessment for pregnant women. And they're like, no, no, go ahead. Even though they're like, we shouldn't vaccinate pregnant women with the flu shot. Remember when they were like, never vaccinate a pregnant woman with a flu shot. And then they're like, no, we could vaccinate pregnant women with a flu shot. It's okay. And then there was all these complications. In some places, they rolled it back. In other places, it's still going strong. And then they're doing the same thing with this. And then all these different categories. And now they want to inject like three-year-olds and infants. It's insanity. But hey, here's their, here's their arguments. Number two, vaccine mandates may result in a net expected harm to individual young people. Mandates are not proportionate. Expected, ex, They're not proportionate. Expected harms are not outweighed by public health benefits given the modest and transient effectiveness of vaccines against transmission. Moderate and transient, meaning non-existent because everybody that I know that's jabbed is still getting sick and they're now having a boatload of other problems. And we're seeing the rise in stage four fast-acting cancers. We're seeing athletes in their prime dropping dead in record numbers, in numbers we've never seen before. So everybody's got to stop pretending that, oh, it was happening. They just never covered it in the news. No, it's new. It only started after the jabs. Just stop. U.S. mandates violate the recipro reciprocity principle because rare serious vaccine-related harms will not be reliably compensated due to gaps in current vaccine injury schemes. I'm glad they call it a scheme because it's a scheme to not tell people the true state of how many people are being harmed by vaccines. Uh, mandates create wider social harms. We consider counter arguments such as a desire for socialization and safety and show that such arguments lack scientific and or ethical support. So, you know, it's a, it's a paper, it's not going to be perfect, but it's just you know, the, the, we're seeing the scientific establishment finally slowly poke their head out and go, is it okay to like ask questions and raise concerns again in science? Or are we still, if you don't trust the science, you get your head chopped off, you know, like, so we're slowly seeing the resistance mount. It's very nauseatingly slow, but it's happening. Um, so yeah, you can check out the article. The Epoch Times did, or you can go right to the study and just read it. You should do both. And then, okay, which one are we doing first? Ah, let's do this one first. Okay, wow, we're jumping around here. Uh, some of this stuff is going to be random, guys, okay? We're just throwing a bunch of stuff at you. So this is developing. Paul Sperry put this out on Telegram saying, rumors are swirling in New York and D.C. that Huma Abedin has eyes on the White House becoming the first Muslim president would have Clinton machine behind her. Behind her. Abedin's family tied to radical pro-Jihad Muslim Brotherhood in Saudi and Pakistan. <laughs> so we were all wondering, they, the optics for Joe, Sleepy Joe, are just horrible. And so they've got to do some kind of a switch. There's no way that America would accept Kamalala 
I don't care who you are. <laughs> what did she get like 7% support or something ridiculous back when she even tried to pretend to run for president in the past or even in her own writings or districts? There's no way. And her approval rating is not there at all. So they have to find somebody. Huma Abedin, do you think she would have a chance? I, I don't think so. But I'm curious. I, I guess I'm just watching the game on in different fronts. There's the COVID game. There's the political game in all these different countries. As all these countries are trying to oust these World Economic Forum plants and these deep state people. And there's a big game happening. So it is very interesting. So we're going to watch. I'm watching from Canada to my American friends. And we're keeping an eye on all of it. And then I'm comparing with what's going on in my country to see if there's any. So I think it's a very similar situation here with um, Trudeau, where the optics for him are just absolutely disastrous. And so they need to switch him out. And so there's a lot of drama going on in that front. So I just wanted to show you guys that. Let me know what you think. Huma Abedin. Isn't she? Uh, she's an interesting character if you were to get into the Epstein-Maxwell story, hey? I think she's also connected to that Abramovich witch. I don't know. So anyways, that'll be interesting. See what they're going to do. Okay, this is interesting. Let's go. Hopefully this will play for you. So just so you guys know, I covered this already. Pierre Poliev. Uh, was elected by you know, a landslide to be the new conservative leader, the part of the, the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. He has the best shot at uh, dethroning Trudeau. Everybody's got their opinions. I totally respect it. Um, there's another party in Canada called the People's Party of Canada that a lot of people prefer because the policies have been consistent. Maxime Bernier, the leader of that party, has been consistent. And so a lot of people prefer that. But what I'm seeing in general, regardless of which way you go, because there's also a camp that think all of them are all playing a big game and they're all shills and they're all just trying to deceive us. Whatever camp you come from, what I'm looking at is the movement in the Canadian people uh, away from Canada being traditionally a very liberal left wing kind of socialist country for so long and just falling asleep at the wheel for so long. Um, but ever since the trucker convoy, we have just seen the needle moving away from that as the damage of these government policies and health policies and man mandates keep, keep exposing themselves. More people are waking up. And so everybody's at different stages of the awakening process of really what's going on here. They're all learning that your governments have been infiltrated by criminal international organizations. Um, your, your governments have been captured. So as people start to see that they're looking for ways out, they're looking for, candidates that they could maybe back and nobody's really sure but regardless a lot of people voted for pierre to come in and uh basically try to get trudeau out of there and within hours of him being declared the leader of the conservative party he goes and he does a little press conference and already the media reaction to these candidates is where I start to take notes because when the media starts getting into hissy fits over this stuff and they start calling people like Pierre Polyev a, a Nazi far right extremist, whatever, basically using the same language that the, the America in America they use with Trump. Um, I start to go, okay, there's, there's something going on here. So this is just a little clip. There's my intro. Let's, let's see what happens when one of these, journalist his name is david akin he works for global news i think he's like the chief correspondent just starts acting a fool and throwing a hissy fit while pierre's trying to give some statements so here it is real quick and uh, here we are today with 40-year highs in, in inflation 
where Canadians are spending more just to feed themselves, to heat their homes, and to buy a home in the very first place. The reason that... The, like, yep. So, I mean, we, we have, we, we have uh, basically a, a liberal heckler who snuck in here today to... Well, are you going to let me make my misstatement? From the guy who actually reported yeah. first on the prime minister breaking the law. Yeah. Are you going to we let me make like my statement? Ask a question. Say, yes, I've, never, I've actually question. never seen you heckling the prime minister. Ask minister I've never Beer, seen you heckling the, the prime minister. Look, bottom line is this. Yes, I'm taking, I'll be taking two questions at the very end. Thank you very much. The, uh, so I'm going to start my statement again. And hopefully this time without interruption from uh, the uh, liberal heckling g gathering here. And uh, we'll t speak directly to Canadians so that they can hear what the new leader of the opposition has to say. I'll begin again. He handled that very well, by the way. That was very smooth. Um, that guy, David Akin, he's a known, you know, Trudeau shill. And he comes out on his Twitter. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just had a moment and uh, blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares, David. We all know you're paid to do this stuff and it's ridiculous. And it's the same, it's the same stuff we see with any of these types of candidates. They're called populist, populist candidates. We're going to define that for you in a little bit because that's looked at as being, if they're a populist candidate, they must be Nazis. That's uh, not true, but that's how the media likes to roll. What's another clip I got here? Oh, this is an interesting one. Um, Media is too big. View in Telegram. Okay, let's view this in Telegram. This is posted by Tommy Robinson News this morning. He's got a great channel, by the way. Uh, let's check this out. Well, tonight's health spotlight emerging new research shows a growing number of transplant recipients are suddenly rejecting their new organ. Scientists say the COVID vaccine could be to blame. Joining us now to explain is Wish TV's medical reporter, Dr. Mary Gillis. Mary. Alexis, Phil, according to a new study published in the Journal of Clinical Medicine, acute corneal allografts are being rejected by immunized patients who've undergone the procedure. Researchers say the underlying cause could be tied to a systematic inflammatory response elicited by the shot. The cornea is the outermost layer of your eye. Corneographs are used to restore vision, reduce eye pain, and improve the appearance of a damaged cornea. The surgery is known to be one of the most successful transplant procedures with low rejection rates. Japanese researchers compiled data from 23 studies, a total of 23 eyes from 21 patients who had undergone corneal graft procedures were assessed. Graft rejection occurred anywhere from one day to six weeks after vaccination in all patients, some who underwent the procedure as far back as 20 years ago. In the paper, study authors write, as the virus continues to spread, additional booster COVID-19 vaccines are expected. Therefore, proper follow-up of corneal allograft recipients and interventions to prevent corneal allograft rejection after they receive the COVID-19 vaccine may be crucial. Among the list of emerging complications linked to the vaccine are blood clots, heart inflammation, and Guillain-Barre syndrome. Reporting from the newsroom, I wish GD's medical reporter, Dr. Mary Gillis. In tonight's health spotlight, new research shows parents drinking habits. Wow. Wow. So it's just rejecting it. Um, so yeah, it looks like this shot is just causing nothing but havoc and we all kind of knew it. Um, there's a link to the whole thing here. I'll just share it right now to my telegram. There you go. Boom. And send it over. Good stuff. Okay. What was the next one I had here? 
just going to zip through these, try to pay attention. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Back to Canadian news. Uh, let's view this in Telegram so I can make it big. So Trudeau comes out with this, you know, typical tweet. Congratulations, Pierre Polyev, for becoming the leader of the opposition. I look forward to doing business with you in Canadian Parliament or some crap like that. And then a few moments later. How much did Mr. Polyev's rise influence your decision to stay on and fight? I think we're seeing a rise of various forms of populism based on anger and misinformation and disinformation all around the world in many democracies. I've had many conversations with uh, my fellow leaders at the G7 and in other contexts around uh, the pressures. Look at Freeland. She's like, are facing some external pressures, like the pressures put on us by countries like Russia or China or others. Many of them internal with people who are frustrated, scared about where the world's going, worried about their place within it. We're not scared. You're scared. Politicians face a very simple choice. Do Leave you the country. Allay those fears and empower people and show them how we're going to build a better future. You're not building anything. Or do you amplify those fears for short-term political gain. Ah, amplify the it's fears. The kind of conversations we had in the 2015 election, and it looked. Sorry, just I know this is nauseating to listen to, but we're going to make some right fun of this man. Let's uh, hear that little statement again. What was that, Twinkle Toes? Those fears for short-term political gain. Or do you amplify those fears for short-term political gain? Or do you... He always has this little breath before he says something. You know, or do you amplify those fears for short-term political gain? Let me come back, Trude. I don't want your face on the screen for this. People have had enough. Um, look, I don't suffer fools, all right? I don't suffer these people. Don't suffer these people. Don't let them get in your head. Don't let them win. Speaking of using fears for short-term political gain, uh, elephant in the living room, what did you just do to us for the last three years? Actually, what have you been doing to us since you became the leader of the country? You have been doing nothing but that exact thing. Have you noticed that these people, and okay, if you notice that these people project what they are onto either the people that they're supposed to govern and we're elected to represent or their political opponents. So everything they do, they go, oh, these types of populist movements fueled by hate and anger. And, you know, so that that's, they're just playing on fear. So, so, and he's referring to Pierre. He's referring to his new political rival who's going to probably easily overtake him just because of the sentiment of Canadians, okay? Regardless of your feelings of Pierre and who should do it, just leave that. Just looking at the bigger movements of things happening here. You're going to target your new adversary who has kicked your arse for years in parliament over the economy. And you're going to say that he was elected to the leadership position because of misplaced fears and misplaced this and that. This is all deflection. People are sick and tired of you, Justin. Sick and tired of it. 
They know that you're fake. They know that your policies are absolutely destructive to the future of this country. And they know you're not working for Canadians. You're working for other interests, clearly. So, I mean, just look at where all the money's going and just follow the money trail. Look at the state of the economy. Look at the state of the liberties that you keep going to Europe to lecture people about of Canadians, which are being threatened by based on what? How did you take a disproportionate amount of power away from the average Canadian citizen that they held, they held before, at least on paper, they held before you declared a national health emergency because you were ordered to by the WHO and Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab. And you used the fear that was being drummed up by your administration and the entire media complex that you pay, you pay them off so that real journalism can't surface and, and you censor anybody that disagrees with you. And then you use fear specifically to take leaps and bounds of government power, right? So you, we give you an inch to try to help a situation and you take 10,000 miles and you used fear to do that, to have short-term or actually long-term political gain. So you did these things. When you say this shit, you're speaking about yourself. Just want to make that clear. It's the kind of conversations we had in the 2015 election. And it looks like it might be the kinds of conversations we're going to have to have again. <laughs> He's such a... Gonna have to have those conversations again. Well, let's have the conversations. Why didn't you have a conversation with the science panel that was put in place during your little stint as a Nazi dictator taking over the rights, the, the freedoms of peoples of Canadians and not hearing them out? Why didn't you have that conversation with Canadians? Why didn't you walk out and sit down with a cup of hot chocolate and talk to those truckers and ask them why they're really there? Why didn't you go talk to the farmers about why? You're about to have thousands of farmers on your front door, just like in the Netherlands, if you keep going, but you, it's because you don't want to have conversations. The only people you're having conversations with are the people that are standing behind you right there in that image. Okay. So don't talk about having conversations. You don't have conversations, anything you don't like. You just censor. That's not a, con that's not having a conversation. Okay. I just wanted to say that with the Conservatives choosing a path of amplification of anger and misinformation instead of... Oh, the Conservatives are the ones amplifying anger and, and misinformation. Really? You're the guy that called anybody that didn't want to take an experimental med medical procedure that had never been used on humans before? And where there's complete legal immunity of prosecution by the manufacturers that make it and the government doesn't want to take any responsibility if something happens to them from taking it you called those people racist misogynist homophobes and asked should we tolerate those people and then you kept referring to them as those people and them and they're the ones and they're we can't be safe in a country with people that don't take our experimental jab that doesn't even stop transmission and causes all kinds of side effects and now you're going to say that it's the conservatives and uh, well, okay. And trust me, the conservatives, the other conservatives who are also just liberals in disguise or deep state globalist plants in disguise, they also, yes, you're right. All the political parties of Canada used this for political gain. 
Okay. But now that you got a new guy in there, that's hopefully going to call you out on some of this stuff. And hopefully now we can also get the PPC, some seats in there so they can sit at the table also and keep you guys in check. All of these guys. Um, and the Canadian people, regardless of what happens, are going to keep all of you in check. And we're watching you like a hawk. This has been an incredible learning experience for the entire nation. And we will never forget what happened. We will never forget what you did. And we will always eternally watch you. And we will watch the media as well. But don't you come out and start blaming your political adversaries for the exact things you did. Actually figuring out how to respond to the real threat of climate change. How to <laughs> and then he goes to the, why aren't you responding to the very real threat of climate change? How are you going to respond to the real threat of climate change? Really? You really think that taxing people and giving people quotas on how long they can have a shower, apparently in the Netherlands, their government is telling them you can't have a shower over five minutes. Is that true? They're regulating heat, you know, all of this. This isn't, you're fighting climate change. You're fighting the future of humanity. You're not fighting climate change. That is political. That is weapon. Speaking of weaponizing fear for political gain, what is that other than what the climate change scam is? Using fear? Have any of Al Gore's predictions come true? No. Have any of the Club of Rome predictions come true? No. So what, what the hell are you talking about? To respond to the real threat of making sure uh, everyone is included in the economic growth we're creating. Everyone's included in the economy, except for the people whose bank accounts you froze because you didn't like their views. You didn't like that they resisted your tyranny. And so you froze their bank accounts and you fired thousands and thousands, if not millions of people. The policies, the rhetoric ended up in businesses, hospitals, firing staff for not complying with medical tyranny. It's just amazing, but we gotta we gotta call it out. We gotta point it out, point out the hypocrisy. That's the discussion that not just politicians but all Canadians are going to be engaged in over the coming years. And I, for one, am very excited about being able to lead those conversations. You're not leading nothing. You're not leading anything. You're not leading anything. Uh, none, nada. Uh, with this great team behind me. Oh my God, the guy, the guy. What are we going to do with this guy? What do we do with this guy? We're going to take him to the train station. That's what's going to happen to the guy. All right. Is that all of my, I just want to make sure we did. We do. Oh, I was going to come back to this. Okay. Speaking of censorship, here's another interesting little clip about what's going on with Twitter. I heard that, uh, I just saw the news that the shareholders voted yes for Musk's takeover all of a sudden out of nowhere. And I wonder if it had anything to do with this. This is kind of interesting. I'm here today because Twitter leadership is misleading the public, lawmakers, regulators, and even its own board of directors. What I discovered when I joined Twitter was that this enormously influential company was over a decade behind industry security standards. The company's cybersecurity failures make it vulnerable to exploitation, causing real harm to real people. And when an influential media platform can be compromised by teenagers, thieves, and spies, 
and the company repeatedly creates security problems on their own, this is a big deal for all of us. That is interesting. And then who is this gentleman speaking? He is the former Twitter security chief. The former secure Twitter security chief is coming out and talking about how the platform's leadership is misleading the public, lawmakers, regulators, and even its own board of directors. I think we all suspected that this was going on. Oh, and then, yeah, this was the, uh, this is the next scroll down here. Ah, I want to go. Yeah. Justin Twitter shareholders approve Musk takeover deal. So, uh, yeah, interesting stuff. What's going to happen. I think what we're all looking forward to seeing is some more information coming out about how not just Twitter, but all of these socialist media platforms were a part of this multi-pronged attack on America and on Western civilization. And, uh, by that, what I'm talking about is the censoring process, the shadow banning, the fact that we're going to find out that a lot of big accounts on Twitter and other social media companies are fake accounts. They are run by bot farms. They are either government funded or they're funded by some of these corporations or interests or your George Soros types or whoever somebody is funding this. Oh, there's also the involvement of the CCP party of China that need, people need to be looking into when it comes to influencing the way elections go in Western countries by way of censoring information that would counter the media narrative, which is what social media was good for. It was the, it was perfect because it was the people, it was us, the populists. Uh, we were trying to figure out what was going on and call it out. Uh, cause they were obviously engaging in a campaign of censorship to silence any kind of opposition, which that ends up breaking when you really boil it all down, it breaks a lot of laws. Um, especially cause they've been misleading shareholders. That's never a good thing. So we're going to start to peel the layers back on the evil socialist media companies and just the level of, cause what it is, what I see it as is this has been the most effective weaponized tool that this deep state has had or these globalists have had, or your government has had, whoever you want to blame, um, for crafting the narrative and controlling a narrative. And if you can, if you can craft control and manipulate the narrative, then you can sway public opinion. And therefore you are influencing the democratic process that everybody loves to talk about. And that is supposed to be illegal. <laughs> You're supposed to have a fair, balanced journalism. You're supposed to have free speech. I mean, you're supposed to have free speech and you're also, uh, not supposed to be meddling with the affairs of nations by manipulating the people in this way. And if this turns out to be a massive enterprise, highly funded, we're going to have to follow the trail who funded it, who set it up, yada, yada, yada. So keep following this track. Don't get lost in the weeds of this discussion. Just keep following it on a big zoomed out level. And I think we're going to start to see a lot of these companies get put under fire. And if they don't, it's up to us, the people to demand that they do. We are being lied to and we are being misled. And there's a reason that our countries are divided. A lot of people are either getting their news from the fake news media institutions, or they're turning over to social media because they're sick of the fake news. And then they're also just getting more fake news because of this manipulation.
This is why you're having trouble talking to your friends and family about these issues that we discuss on this show and that is discussed in the freedom resistance movement because we're resisting the Borg takeover and we're trying to inform you about what's going on. And if we're being silenced and censored and the only voices that everybody else there is hearing is these people and then they're being manipulated by, they think that these accounts that have millions of followers and they got blue check marks beside them and their official names and all that, they think they're real. What happens if we find out that the bulk of them are not even real people? That this is a process of manipulating public opinion to a level that I think we can't even yet imagine. And so when I see this kind of stuff and I see insiders coming out and obviously Project Veritas and other organizations and independent media have been hosting whistleblower testimony from CNN, Google, Facebook, Twitter, name it. It's, it's coming out that there's manipulation here. And it kind of relates to what I was talking about with all these Telegram bots, because um, everybody that I know that does the kind of work that I do, we're all being hounded in one way, shape or form. form. And it's, it's crazy to watch. You literally can, from my position, you can sit back and you can just look and you can see all this stuff really happening. The manipulation of these algorithms. The fact that you're under attack constantly from these fake accounts. And that's just what's known. I want to see what's not known. I want to see that come out. All right, let me get some comments. Are Canadians worried about getting too warm? <laughs> We're not worried actually at all. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. PBC on DLive is saying Bob Morin, a cartoonist, just opened a chat on his channel and it was spammed so much he closed it. Yeah. Is I wonder, is that on Telegram? I had that problem too. I started doing these live Q and A's on my telegram and, um, I just started having so many problems. Oh, PBC saying, have you seen this? The Terra, the Terra Carta sustainable markets.org. I want to check this out. Sustainable markets.org. That word sustainable. You got to watch that one. That is a talismanic word that they are using. What's this? Sustainablemarkets.org. I don't see it. Hold on. Yeah, I'm not, that site isn't working for some reason for me. Did I spell it right? It's weird how in Restream, I can't just directly click the link. Anyways, you guys can check it out. Sustainable markets. Let me try to Google it. I'm curious. Sustainable markets. This sounds like some World Economic Forum stuff. King Charles Charter. Ah, hyphen. Forgot the hyphen. That's why. Okay, well, let's look at this together. It's my first time seeing it. Already looks like a United Nations type website. Building a sustainable future about the Terra Carta. For nature and the planet. 
As part of the Sustainable Markets Initiative, His Royal Highness the Prince of Wales launched the Terra Carta in 2021, a mandate that puts sustainability at the heart of the private sector. Is it a mandate? Marking a year since HRH announced his Sustainable Markets Initiative at Davos in 2020, the Terra Carta is the guiding mandate for the Sustainable Markets Initiative, providing a proposed set of principles to 2030 that puts nature, people, and the planet at the heart of the global value creation. How about we just put, uh, we'll just scratch out people, we'll eliminate that, and then that's that's really what it is. Um, and it's not even going to be good for the planet. It's only going to be good for the elites. And did you see the video of this guy, uh, this, this guy, Charles, <clears throat> Charlie Chaplin? the way he treats his aides, he's just signing some stuff and he's like, Oh, blimey. He's losing his temper at them. Cause he's a silver spoon Royal. What's he saying here? This is the little ad. Universal human rights. Will it include <laughs> He's got to wear his mask in the video. They probably had to shoot that a couple times. They're like, you gotta the, get the interdependence walking. between human health and planetary health has never been more clear. As we start a new decade, it is time to focus on the future we wish to build and indeed leave for generations to come. Humanity has made incredible time, progress over the past century, yet the cost of this progress has caused immense destruction to the planet that sustains us. No, you caused we simply cannot maintain this course indefinitely. I just go to work every day, trying to, to pay my build taxes. a productive and sustainable future. It is critical that we accelerate and mainstream sustainability into every aspect of our economy. Hmm. What the hell is that? To move forward, there must be a center of gravity to catalyze such a monumental effort and to mobilize the resources and incentives required. To that end, building on my Sustainable Markets Initiative, I am launching the Terra Carta as the basis of a recovery plan for nature, people, and planet. It's a global takeover agenda, but don't worry about historic that. tipping point, with the lives and livelihoods of present and future generations in mind, the Terra Carta aims to provide a roadmap for acceleration towards an ambitious and sustainable future. One that will harness the power of nature hmm. combined with the transformative power, innovation, and resources of the private sector. Right. So merging for nearly every problem we face, nature, with the benefit of billions of years of evolution, has already provided us with the solution. Universal principles rooted in the harmony of nature's patterns, cycles, and geometry, which ancient civilizations and indigenous peoples have known all too well, needs to be harnessed to inform science, technology, oh, design, yeah. and engineering, and can, in fact, drive a sustainable future. But time is fast running out, and we are rapidly wiping out through mass extinctions, many of nature's unique treasure trove of species. Um, also like humans? 
we're also wiping out that unique treasure trove of species. How about that? Oh, come on. Oh, it's going to start over. Never. I'm not going to bore you with it. It's all propaganda. Did you notice how they do that? They, as he's talking, we got to build a better, a better future. We got to build a better future. He keeps saying that. And then they show like little kids in third world countries kicking a soccer ball around, pull at the heartstrings. It's, you could study these pieces for the way that they build in the propaganda. And then, oh, we're going to harness the forces of nature. Here's a wave. You know, here's trees and green, the green agenda, the sustainable, sustainable, sustainable. We have until 2030 or otherwise the whole planet's going to blow up. And then they come in with the threat. Oh, if we don't do anything and turn turn around all this horrible stuff that humans are doing, um, then the world is at threat. The world is going to be it's going to be heated up by global warming and there's going to be war and chaos and poverty unless you give us the reins of power once again. And he talked about a center of gravity. What do you think that is? Center of gravity. We need a center of gravity to be able to manage all these challenges. What do you think that is? That's your United Nations. That's your World Economic Forum. That's the Club of Rome. And now we've got a new king. And uh, he's going to lead the future. So is he going to be the center of gravity? Or is he just another public relations puppet that is being used by higher forces to bring this about? And this is their sales pitch, guys. So it always sounds good. It always look, oh, look at that. I, I'd love to see a sustainable world based on the patterns of nature, the geometry of nature. He's hinting at the fact that they do understand some of these uh, occult natural principles, right? And they're going to use that to manipulate you. That's how manipulators do things is they manipulate you based on what you want to hear and see. So they put a lot of that. And then there's a hidden message in there that basically ends up being you pay taxes to us, the new center of gravity of power. We're going to take get rid of nation states and create a world government run by us because we know best how to fix all the problems that we're going to blame on you, the average folk. But that, in fact, was committed by our corporations, our military industrial complex our pharmaceutical industrial complex and our entire empirical history. We're going to blame it on you, the people and basically create a technocratic feudalist system run by us. So there's your tarot card. You guys go check that out and pick it apart. What else we got? Yeah. Roxy. She's saying, stop all this stuff that we world leaders have done. It's all your fault. Now we're going to go fix it by killing off humanity. Basically. Basically. Yeah, Metaphor M is just bringing up. I was keeping my mouth shut about it. One of my main focuses is the geometry of nature and the Merkaba, Fibonacci, Phi, Pi ratio, etc. Yeah, I love those subjects. I love that, that stuff. Why is this guy on the screen? Let's get him off. Um, that's an incredible subject to get into. And all those phi ratios are built into the human being as well. So the fact that they are going to use that as their sales pitch while slowly eliminating the pop surplus population of the earth. Because um, don't forget, his father basically said he wished he could reincarnate as a virus to wipe out 80% of humanity. So they really have a disdain for humanity. And that's their, I think that's what they're doing with all the sustainable stuff is they're trying to induce a guilt complex in people 
because guilt is one of the most powerful manipulative tools you could possibly use. Um, and they know people are suffering from the internal guilt of not living the authentic life, right? So they know how to co-opt that and then create it. And then they use the guilt. Look at you, dirty humans. You're all chaotic. You're all liter you're, you're polluting the planet. You're breathing just by breathing. You're harming the planet. So we have to, oh, we're going to step in. Mommy and daddy are going to step in and we're going to save the world. And that might mean we have to, you know, thin the herd out and have more control and surveillance of the rest of you. And so the fact that they're going to use those talking points is pretty incredible. Um, so yeah, let's go over here now. I had a few tweets I wanted to share with you that I put out this morning. You can follow me on Twitter at truth warrior. Dad is my new Twitter account. How am I doing? I got 1500 followers. I used to have like 12,000 followers on my previous account before they banned me. But anyways, here we are. We're still rocking and rolling on Twitter. Uh, Dean is saying something interesting about Polyev. He's saying Pierre Polyev has been elected leader of the conservative party for two days and now has one made Trudeau pivot on the economy Two made the liberal caucus start leaking to the media and three made global news. David Akin have a public meltdown proving his point about the media. So we're already seeing some things pop out. Very interesting. Okay. Here's the populism definition. Okay. Cause these guys like to use the term populism like it's a bad thing. This is all it means, okay? A, polit a political approach that strives to appeal to ordinary people who feel that their concerns are disregarded by established elite groups. That's what populism is, okay? Support for populist politicians or policies. The quality of appealing to or being aimed at ordinary people. So populist governments being elected... I love how the media, so every time the media complains about that or one of these other puppets starts complaining about it and using that term in a negative sense, you know they are a part of that elite class that are the puppets that don't work for you. If they worked for you, they would be a populist form of government where they would actually be listening to the will of the people and that's how it was supposed to be from the beginning. All of these governments, if you're supposed to live in a free independent nation should be populist because they should have a political approach that strives to appeal to ordinary people. We are the ordinary people who feel their concerns are disregarded by established elites groups. That's what's happening. So yes, that's how people feel. That's why you had all of these resistance movements popping up all over the world. And they're just going to continue. It's because people are not being heard and, and the media's in on it. The social media's in on it. The, you know, we know they've got the whole thing captured and the way they're talking down, look at that King Charles over there, the way they're talking down to you and people are sick of that. We don't want to return to feudalism. We don't want to turn, return to communism or fascism or totalitarianism. We don't want to go there. We want freedom. That's what ordinary people want. They want to be left alone by the government. They don't want to be burdened by all these ridiculous taxes where the government is farming you and then sending your money to other countries and it's all a big money laundering operation and we know it. We're sick of that. We're sick of having fake, inauthentic people who are there for political power only, don't really care about the people, are completely disconnected from the people who live in a bubble and gaslight and, and basically insult 
the average common folk instead of trying to work with them while pretending to work for them. And it's maddening and people have had enough. So yes, they're voting in populist politicians all over the Western world right now. Thank God. That's a start. It's not perfect, but it's a start. I just want to clear that little misunderstanding up. Oh, and this is just great. Check this out. <laughs> I love this guy's toy. It's like, this is what we mean when we say to homeschool your kids. Check this kid out. I actually want to get one of these little bag, these boxing bags. This thing is awesome. Check this out. Guys, get your kids in martial arts. Get your kids in martial arts. Um, and I'm actually working right now very hard to try to start my dojo up again. This is something I'm working on. I actually, right before this show, I was talking to a, a place to see if I can rent it. I definitely got to get that going again. But yeah, if you can get your kid in some kind of uh, martial art, jiu-jitsu, kickboxing, karate, taekwondo, boxing, wrestling... You know, just find a good place locally, talk to the coaches, make sure that they also build in the philosophy and the self-esteem and the personal development stuff. Um, very, very, very key. Now, this is this is interesting. Right side Fred is saying another conspiracy theory that becomes very real. Biden has signed into order that Americans must have their genealogy updated as you would software update a computer. Congrats, lefties. You supported a monster that will bring about the destruction of man. And this is just a little snippet from the briefing. The government is saying for biotechnology and biomanufacturing to help us achieve our societal goals, the United States needs to invest in foundational scientific capabilities. We got to get more of the science going. We need to develop genetic engineering technologies. Sorry, did I just read that? Let me read that again. Just make sure it's not my brain editing it in. We need to develop genetic engineering technologies and techniques to be able to write circuitry for cells and predictably program biology in the same way in which we write software and program computers. Whoa. Go check out my episode on tr ancient transhumanism. I know it's a long one, but if you can get through it and then come back and read this little memo, you'll understand why this is quite interesting indeed. We need to unlock the power of biological data. Did Kamala write this? Did Biden write this? Did one of his aides write this? Or did Yoel Harari from the World Economic Forum write this? I just want to know. I want to know who wrote this one. And when I was looking through, this is the actual link. Uh, I think... Readout of President Joe Biden's call with King Charles III. Oh, I kind of want to see a little bit of that. Oh, he's just talking about his condolences to the Queen. Uh, economic plan. They have an economic plan, really? Is it the economic plan to destroy the economy, just like Justin Trudeau and Christia Freeland's economic plan to destroy the economy? It's almost like they're the same people. Um, Inflation Reduction Act. Which one? Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. 
Um, where was the, I feel like it was just here. Oh, here it is. I'm looking right at it. I think this is the one United States announces new investments and resources to advance president Biden's national biotechnology and biomanufacturing initiative, biomanufacturing <laughs> that word in context of ancient transhumanism and the genetic manipulation of humanity over a long period of time is very interesting indeed. What is the meaning of biomanufacturing? Biomanufacturing is the use of biological systems. So biological meaning your body, biological systems that have been engineered. So they're admitting they engineer biological systems or that are used outside their natural context to produce a product because you can't patent nature friends. So what you do is you create chimeras and you biologically engineer things and then you inject them into human beings or put them in whatever they're spraying or however they're getting it into the, into the atmosphere or into the, the fish tank, so to speak. And, uh, now we can patent it all, make tons of money and turn you into one of our products. Biomanufacturing. This is an area that we should all start digging into because they are very serious about this. Why is biomanufacturing important? It would help address some of the most important challenges of humankind, such as food security, energy. So this is the, oh, and sustainable, see? Sustainability, there it is. It's their favorite word, sustainability and equity. Those are their two favorite words. And we all know when they start using those words, we're talking about this. There's a history of biomanufacturing. So this is interesting field to look into guys. And now in the U S they are giving money. What's this leverage biotechnology for strength and supply chains. Cause they're going to make fake food for you. Right? Remember that you're not going to eat real food anymore. Expand domestic biomanufacturing. Foster innovation across the United States, bring bio products to the market. Oh, they're bringing those bio products to the market. All right. They just injected them into you guys and well, not you guys, but the people that decided to do that train the next generation of biotechnologists. Yeah. We need more minions for the transhumanist reset, uh, drive regulatory innovation to increase access to products of biotechnology, advanced measurements and standards of the bioeconomy. There's a bioeconomy, bioeconomy, uh, reduce risks through investing in biosecurity. Facilitate data sharing. So yeah, go check this out, guys. This is what they're doing with your money. What else I got here? Yeah, I already wrecked Trudeau on that one. Oh, the Simpsons. Could they, could they possibly predict more things? Check this clip out. Swollen his ear hole shut. Maybe this would be a good time to talk about side effects. The boy's hearing should clear up in a day. If it doesn't, call me in the Bahamas. For now, he can express himself with this complimentary pen. Cool. Oh, it's a good pen. Try it out. Hmm? That was a malpractice waiver, fool. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just leaves Bart. Don't forget me. 
Maggie? Oh, I got her when your heads were turned. Got her good. Now, Bart, just look out the window. It'll take your mind off the pain. And when you're done, I've got more lollies. Oh no, God. thanks. I already helped myself. <laughs> See you later, inoculator. You can run, but nobody escapes the needle. Darlene, cancel all my appointments. But I need that kidney now. One way or another, I'm gonna find you. Black on black violence must end. That was for Dr. King. I won't even let my mom clip my toenails. <laughs> I guess you're just too smart for me, Bart. What? <laughs> Thanks, Barney. Mo, we won't need you now. Uh, okay, well, I really enjoyed being you, Dr. Hibbert. Uh, oh, Bart. I almost thought the whole episode, I got sucked into that. Wow. I, you know, Matt Groening, Mason, I wonder if they know something going on over there. Okay. Here's an argument. Because it's like you always get this from people that are still addicted to just complying blindly with authority. They're trying to tell you. That all of these men, you, nobody was forced to do anything. And this is going to be their cover story. You're going to see the media do this as more of the information comes out to the mainstream and hits critical mass about the damage that's been caused by the lockdown policies, by all the COVID measures, and by these shots. People are going to start saying, you never were forced. We never forced you. Because in their mind, they're thinking, we never pulled you into the back alley, put a gun to your head, and told you, do it or we're going to shoot you in the head. But we all know that's just a nonsensical argument because all you got to do when you get that argument thrown at you is pull up the legal definition of the word coercion. Okay. Which to me is the same as force. It's government force or medical technocracy force, uh, because they're telling you do it or else anytime they tell you do it or else do this new thing we've never done before or else, whether it's, uh, get in line with all of our sustainable development policies and climate crap or else get in line with our health measures to protect you and the country or else that's not how you're supposed to run things in a free society. A free society would be, here's a problem. Here are some suggestions. Here are the available options and you choose which option and solution that works best for you. That's what, that's what I would want to do. That's what I'm sure you would want to do. If you were facing a crisis, whether they're real or not, we can get to that, but just do it or else is not an argument. Okay. Period. And that's the first way you, that's the sentence you say to people that try to tell you, Oh, you were never forced. Stop whining about it. You go, well, do it or else I lose my job or else 
I don't get to participate in the society that I partially fund with my taxes and my labor and my, you know, my, who I am and do it or else is not appropriate in a free society. So if you're now advocating that we don't live in a free society, I just want to know, I want to know. Okay. So I just said it here, do it or else is not a choice. It's coercion. The only people, and this is how you're going to know the profile. The only people who employ this tactic are people who do not have a persuasive argument, which would grant you the free will to choose based on mutual benefit. If coercion is employed, you will know that you are dealing with a tyrant. And I ran out of space on this one. So on my telegram, I just added or a criminal. Okay. You're dealing with somebody that is trying to manipulate you and control you and get you to do something against your will. And obviously these people aren't going to strong arm you. Well, sometimes they did, but throughout the pandemic, for example, but they try manipulating you and they try, and they even say it openly. I remember they were saying, we have to find a way to get these people vaccinated that are skeptical about the vaccines. So we're going to employ social engineering technology. We're going to employ the media. We're going to um, take away people's privileges. We're going to block people from accessing stores. It even reached to the point in some places in Canada where I think it was New Brunswick, uh, where you couldn't even go into the grocery store unless you showed your vaccine passport. Right? So do it or else you don't eat, do it or else you can't provide for your family. Cause we're going to take away your job, do it or else we're going to lock you in quarantine. That is coercion. That is illegal. That is evil. That is wrong. And you're not dealing with people that are just trying to offer you a solution. If they were just trying to offer you a solution, they would say, all right, you can take this vaccine. You could take these therapeutics that have been proven successful and are safety tested for over 50 to 70 years. Or you could go completely natural and just exercise, sleep well, eat healthy food, supplement vitamins, um, take care of yourself and stop living in fear because most of disease starts in your consciousness anyways. So uh, maybe just stop listening to the mainstream media for a while and you're not going to get sick. You know, there's options basically is what I'm trying to say. They didn't do that. They said, it's the new normal. And if you don't follow along there, we're going to punish you. We're going to destroy your life. That's coercion. That is not a choice. That's the choice that a burglar gives you when they break into your home and hold a knife to your throat and say, give me all your shit or I'm going to kill you. That's the same to me. It's the same. So yeah, there's that argument. This is a, just a video of a lady that was successfully able to get back into Canada through the land border. Some people are having luck. Some people are not. Oh, this video, I won't play the whole thing, but it's, um, Reiner Fulmich talking about the new world order. He, this is where he's reached. He's gone through all these whistleblowers and all this information. And now he's just like, here's a graph about the new world order. And he's just breaking it down. <laughs> He's already down the rabbit hole. Um, oh, this is the contradiction because in British Columbia, where I am, it got pretty smoky over the weekend because there were some fires stateside. Um, and so the CBC news started telling people to risk not to to don't risk going outside, but know that COVID masks will not 
help you from the smoke because the smoke particles are so small that the masks won't protect them. They pass right through the mask. So this guy's showing the size comparison of particles. So you got human hair, fine beach sand, grain of salt, white blood cell, blah, blah, all the way down. And then virus particle, you can barely see it. And then where's the smoke particle? There's smoke, respiratory droplets, dust particles. Wildfire smoke is over here. Wildfire smoke can persist in the air for several days. So they're telling you, don't worry about wearing a mask about the smoke because the smoke particles are too small and they're going to get through the mask anyways. But make sure you wear a mask and we should probably bring back those mask mandates and make those students at Western University wear their masks all day, every day because a virus particle, if such a thing exists, is infinitesimally smaller than smoke particles. So it'll, the mask works on something smaller than the smoke particle, which is bigger. And they want you to believe this shit. So good catch. Uh, oh, I just got to once again, promote this Twitter account, Dr. Anastasia Maria Lupus. She's been great. She clearly had an awakening and she's got some savage tweets. Now she's just pointing things out. 1200 or 1249 athlete heart attacks. 847 athletes are dead within a year, within a year. Oh, and I also want to say something really quickly about, let's go to my telegram. I did a little post about this gentleman. We're losing some good, uh, oh, how did I get here? I'm going to go here. Okay, let's go up. Oh, this is also a great clip, uh, just quickly to show you, you know what, we'll, f we'll come back and finish with this. You're the movie dark city, excellent film to watch 1998. Yeah. We're going to come back and watch this. My good friend, John Paul Rice shared this with me. So I wanted to pass it on. Um, I'm also going to show you this Dostoevsky quote in a second. Oh, this is, uh. Mateus Desmond giving you a 60 second definition of mass formation psychosis that you should memorize. Uh, somebody heckling Prince Andrew at the funeral. Okay, here we go. Oh, there we go. All right. UFC fighter Elias Theodoro dies from cancer at 34, 34. Look at this guy. This guy was, I watched his career, Canadian fighter. I think he's from Montreal. I wonder, I think he trains with Faraz Sahabi. I don't know, but he was having a really good career. I think he had like 30 fights or something. He fought in December guys. He fought a three round war in December. Healthy, looked good. I think he even won that fight. And then he just drops dead of cancer at 34. And it's sad. I was following this guy's career. A lot of hope for him as a Canadian athlete. And now he's gone. It's from the New York Post article. Theodoro had been privately battling stage four liver cancer, but it kept the diagnosis secret, fighting as recently as December in a three-round decision against Brian Baker. So 
is that the truth or is that what they're telling? Because we're seeing, if you look at Dr. Ryan Cole's work and other people are catching this, the rise in stage four sudden onset cancers are exploding. And I just had to point out the fact that in order for this fighter to leave Canada and go to Vegas to fight and then come back to Canada, he would have had to be vaccinated. So now we're in a position where it's, and I don't want to make a claim that it was because of that. I'm just saying it's suspicious that all of a sudden we're seeing all these young athletes and the fact that he's 34 years old and he's got cancer that just killed him inside a couple months. What the hell is causing all of this? Whether it's this shot or something else, what is causing all of this? How is that possible? This stuff was unheard of when my parents were growing up. And now it's just normal and they're normalizing it in kids. They're normalizing heart attacks and strokes in kids now. Something is afoot, my friends. So let's now go to, okay, let's do the Dostoevsky quote. I love this quote. He says, tyranny is a habit. It may develop and it does develop at last into a disease. So tyranny is the virus, guys. I maintain, he says, that the very best of men may be coarsened and hardened into a brute by habit. Blood and power intoxicate. Coarseness and depravity are developed. The mind and the heart are tolerant of the most abnormal things till at last they come to relish them. The man and the citizen is lost forever in the tyrant and return and the return to human dignity, to repentance and regeneration becomes almost impossible. So he's talking about the identification with the masters, the psychological identification with the masters. And if they can get you to identify with them through their rhetoric, through their propaganda, then you become them and you become part of the cult. This is how cult leaders do it. This is how tyrants do it. This is how they did it. So the people that are still stuck in this matrix of propaganda have given up their own personal identity and they have become the tyrants that they worship. And it's an incredible process. And that quote is very powerful in league with this. And you know what? I'm just going to play this. It's really good. Transformation is. Uh, it's a specific kind of group formation which has a specific effect at the level of individual mental functioning. And for instance, it makes people radically incapable of taking a critical distance of what the group believes in, no matter how absurd the beliefs of the, of the group become. Uh, people will still continue to buy into the narrative. And a second typical characteristic is that people who are in the grip of mass formation typically become radically willing to sacrifice everything that was important to them before the mass formation started. And a typical characteristic of mass formation is that it makes people radically intolerant for dissonant voices to the extent that in the end, the masses typically start to commit atrocities towards the people that do not go along with them. That's in a nutshell the phenomenology of the mass formation. So just a really good clip to give you the definition. Okay. And it's so powerful what he's saying about understanding why and how people start to, when they identify with the tyrants, um, they then look for the enemy and the anxiety that they already have that's built up from whatever the crisis is, the situation is, needs to be diffused. And so this is why the government then comes and gives you a boogeyman 
And that's why they have to compare you to Nazis and racists and homophobes and all of that, which was written into the Saul Alinsky book itself. Saul Alinsky's writings was to say, this is how you use propaganda to create your communist infiltration is that you call anybody that resists you and calls you out on your lies. You call them all of these names. So you project. And so people, that's what they do. Then people become weaponized against freedom fighters and patriots and people that are just trying to preserve their free society. It's a very, very ancient science. And I just added that, that bit here is that, um, I believe that mass formation is not only a naturally occurring phenomena as a result of creeping totalitarianism. I think a lot of intellectuals are feel safe with that. The science of mind manipulation and mass crowd control is well known and understood by your loving masters. It is known how to induce crowd consciousness and create groupthink. They know how to colonize the mass mind. It's down to an art form. We have to keep that in mind at all times, guys. They know how to create this. This knowledge is the reason that a few can control many. This knowledge is the most cherished, cherished advantage on the chessboard. The good news is it only works if you willingly take part in the mass seance against your better judgment. So we're not screwed here. We just have to become aware of it. Now, let's play this little clip from Dark City. Check this out. Great film. First, there was darkness. Then came the strangers. They abducted us and brought us here. The city, everyone in it, is their experiment. They mix and match our memories as they see fit, trying to divine what makes us unique. One day, a man might be an inspector. The next, someone entirely different. When they want to study a murderer, for instance, they simply imprint one of their citizens with a new personality. Arrange a family for him, friends, an entire history, even a lost wallet. Then they observe the results. Will a man, given the history of a killer, continue in that vein? Or are we, in fact, more than the mere sum of our memories? This business of you being a killer was an unhappy coincidence. You have had dozens of lives before now. You just happened to wake up while I was imprinting you with this one. Why are they doing all this? It is our capacity for individuality, our souls, that makes us different from them. They think they can find the human soul if they understand how our memories work. All they have are collective memories. They share one group mind. They're dying, you see. Wow. Their entire race is on the brink of extinction. They think we can save them. Where do I fit in? You are different, John. You resisted my attempt to imprint you. Somehow, you have developed their ability to tune. That is how they changed things. That is how they built this city. They have machines buried deep beneath the surface that allow them to focus their telepathic energies. They control everything here, even the sun. That's why it's always dark. They can't stand the light. So why do they need you? When they first brought us here, they extracted what was in us so they could store the information, remix it like so much paint, and give us back new memories of their choosing. But they still needed an artist to help them. I understood the intricacies of the human mind, 
better than they ever could. So they allowed me to keep my skills as a scientist because they needed them. But they made me delete everything else. Can you imagine what it is like being forced to erase your own past? What about my past? What about my childhood? Shell Beach, Uncle Carl. What about this? This was blank when I found it. You still don't understand, John. You were never a boy. Not in this place. Your entire history is an illusion, a fabrication, as it is with all of us. You made those drawings happen with your gift. You say they brought us here. From where? God, what an incredible clip that was. Thank you, John, for sharing that. Uh, I got it on my Telegram. You guys can check it out. I could have interrupted it like every 10 seconds with stuff. It's just, it's telling you on an esoteric level, symbolic level, what's going on. Incredible. What a great film. I'm going to have to watch the whole film start to finish once again. Certain films have been whistleblowing a lot of stuff for quite some time. The experimentation on humanity, the underground control system. I mean, the scientific technocracy, ancient transhumanism, genetic manipulation, the matrix. Incredible. Well, guys, uh, I want to thank you so much. I want to thank also Karen Harris seven for giving me the cookie on Foxhole. Let me see if I missed any others. If I got any other donations, Rockfin, DLive, anywhere, I thank you guys so much. Um, best ways to support the show is go support my documentary film series, Cult of the Medics. You can get it all at cultofthemedics.com. It's there for free. You can share it out uh, so I can get more attention on that series. Also going to be working on a book uh, to go along with it and uh, working on Chapter 9 this fall, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I also have a donation link over there if you want to help support my work in general. Uh, that's always a good place to do it, or you can do it on these channels. Um, and go and check out unslave.com. We've got some awesome content over there, premium content. It's about 7 bucks a month, and you can get access to the entire library. There's also a premium option for more advanced research. I do that with my good friend Michael Tessarian, and that's at unslave.com. And other than that, just keep sharing out these episodes. If they resonate with you, I'm going to be doing more. Uh, we'll keep doing more of these morning Wednesdays as long as I can. If I end up opening up that dojo, I might have to change my schedule a little bit, but uh, I'll keep you guys posted. And I'm going to still be here trying to find out what the truth is and uh, giving you guys some information and, and talking with you guys. So I really appreciate it. I appreciate all the help support that I've already gotten. And uh, big hats off to all of you in the comments. Thanks for joining in this morning. And I will see you soon. Also, I'm going to be live today on Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. So if you follow her at all, you can check it out. I think I'm going on with another guy too. I don't really know what's going to happen. So I'm there 
And other than that, I will catch you guys most likely next week. <clears throat> so keep fighting the good fight. Don't let the spirit of freedom die. Speak the truth, even if your voice shakes and the truth wins in the end. Have a good one, guys. Cheers.